From MPB Think Radio, this is Deep South Dining. It's the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Our guest today is Marilyn Kathuka from Gumbo Girl. With items such as spicy jambalaya, Cajun shrimp alfredo, crawfish etouffee, Gumbo Girl is making a reputation as a go-to for Cajun cuisine. But we're going to start with their namesake and most popular dish, the seafood gumbo. Share your comments and experiences with us this morning when you call us at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 Or you can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. This is Deep South Dining from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're going to be visiting today with Marilyn Kathuka from Gumbo Girl. Items on the menu include spicy jambalaya, Cajun shrimp alfredo, crawfish etouffee. So Gumbo Girl is quickly gaining a reputation as a go-to place for Cajun cuisine. Today, though, we're talking about the namesake, seafood gumbo. We're looking for your comments and questions this morning. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 or you can send us an email. It's food at mpbonline.org. So we're waiting for Marilyn to arrive in studio. In the meantime, Deborah, hope that you had a good weekend. Good morning, Kevin. <laughs> I have had the most incredible weekend ever. I woke up this morning, Kevin, and I can't really explain it. I had extra happy goosebumps this morning. It's just like my heart is just overrunning with joy, and I just want to share that with everybody. Just want to say to Mississippi, we love you, and want to spread it to just everybody. And my daughter cooked for me this weekend, Kevin. Oh, wow. And not only did she cook, she she did a five-star course. She called me yesterday. She says, Mommy, and I love it when she calls me Mommy. <laughs> she said, can you come over for dinner? I want to, you know, love on you a little bit. So when I got there, Kevin, she started out with a potato soup. Mm. And the soup was just perfect. It was potatoes and a little bit of kale and some Italian sausage. It was cooked perfectly. Then she pulled out the lobster tail and baked potato. Oh, wow. Okay. I was like, wow. <laughs> I raised her right. Okay. <laughs> so that was, my weekend has just been amazing. And then I get to see you today. So I'm a happy girl. So uh, I'll share with you uh, on air what I told you. It's a, a bit of an embarrassment, but I guess most of us have had some sort of mishaps in the kitchen. Uh, so mine happened this weekend. I was trying in on a new recipe for some uh, blueberry oatmeal bars. Uh, cooked them up. They looked nice. Got them dried out, or not dried out, but uh, cooled off. So I was cutting them up and getting them on a serving platter. I was going to bring them in to share today. And one little piece fell off of one, so I said, well, let me go ahead and taste it. So I tasted it, and I'm like, ugh, that is so salty. And then I was <laughs> like, well, I, I don't get that. So I tasted another one, and I realized it was the blueberry, and then I thought, oh, gosh, that white <laughs> stuff that I thought was uh, sugar was actually salt. So uh, instead of coating yeah. the blueberries in a cup and a quarter of sugar, 
Uh, they were cooked in a, or uh, coated in a cup of and a quarter of salt. So, <clears throat> needless to say, <laughs> that okay. went right into the garbage. It's really okay, Kevin. I mean, it happens all the time. You know, when you're in the kitchen, that's one of the reasons why I try to, you know, keep things labeled or keep all of my particular spices separate. You know, all of my sugars and cinnamons and things are in one cabinet. And then all of the, you know, peppers and more spicy things and my salts in another because when you're in, you know, in the kitchen and sometimes you're not really paying attention because you're so sure, you'll grab the wrong thing. And it can happen to the best of us. Well, I should have noticed because obviously um, salt is a little more gran- granular than, than sugar is, I think. Um, but the funny thing, too, was I, I said, I'm like, ugh. And then I bit into another one. I'm like, nah, it's not. Uh, it, with uh, blueberries being the main ingredient of blueberry oatmeal bars, I, I didn't think it would would ever fly. Although I did taste some of the crumble, and that turned out good. So it was encouraging. Uh, so I actually ended up buying more blueberries than I needed due to a math error. Uh, so I'm going to go to try it again next weekend. And now that I have the sugar clearly labeled, actually the sugar was labeled as sugar. Uh, and it was it was right in the cabinet next to the unlabeled uh, container of salt. So like I said, I've, I've learned my lesson, but... Uh, Is that like one of those moments when guys won't ask for directions? (laughs) (laughs) No, I was following the directions. It's like making a wrong turn, I think, uh, more like. Uh, So we're going to be talking today uh, with Marilyn Kathuka of uh, Gumbo Girl. We're waiting for her to arrive in studio. But, uh, you know, um, Cajun food uh, and gumbo especially, I think, is popular here. Uh, And you brought something uh, sort of uh, complimented today. Tell us uh, what what you brought in for us. Well, you know, gumbo can be served by itself. It can be served over a bed of rice, Kevin. But, you know, most people like to have it either with uh, some crackers or some cornbread. And for me, you know, it's that southern thing in my heart. I want a piece of cornbread with my gumbo. So today I brought in some brown sugar and rosemary cornbread. And we had a second option. We had brown sugar and pecan or pecan, depending on where you're from, cornbread to to pair with uh, this gumbo. So I can't wait to, uh, you know, drop this beautiful, brown, delicious cornbread in a bowl of gumbo this morning. Yeah. And uh, to me, they're they're really good. They're good. The good cornmeal, you know, texture to them and just a little bit of a sweetness, not too much. And so a real good uh, um, additive or, or something to set off the gumbo. So. Um, we're looking forward to dunk, dunking and dipping those yes. in the gumbo. <laughs> That's the thing I love about Mondays. I woke up this morning singing, Monday's the most delicious day of the week. <laughs> uh, if you're listening this morning and uh, want to tell about your favorite kind of gumbo or maybe a secret ingredient that you use to make yours extra special, uh, you can give us a call today. Or if you'd be willing to admit to your recent kitchen mishaps, give us a call. It's one eight seven seven. MPB Ring. Our phone number is one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Send an email to food at mpbonline.org. Also, Deborah, as we were talking before the show, I uh, discovered a, a relatively new ingredient, something I'd not uh, ever cooked before, and it was the Home Chef is my other little send-home food delivery uh, thing in addition to Blue Apron. So it was a Home Chef weekend, and uh, it was a fennel gratin. So it was... Uh, Fennel bulbs uh, diced up uh, and then mixed in with some garlic and some, um, I forget what kind of cheese it was. It might have been, um, hmm, 
Might have been mozzarella. It seemed like it was very stringy cheese. Okay. Uh, but that turned out really good, and it was uh, along with a uh, pork chop that had a Parmesan crust on it. I ah. thought that was... Uh, so took some Parmesan and some uh, olive oil and a little bit of garlic and mixed that in and then pressed it down on the uh, pork chop and then finished cooking the pork chop in the oven. So that was interesting. But it, I like the way the um, the cheese kind of, um, you know, add a crust onto the... Um, onto the uh, pork chop. So it turned oh, out that sounds really yummy. well. Say fennel croissant, croton one more time. It sounds like a designer. Gratton. Gratton. It sounds like a designer handbag. I'm just saying. <laughs> that was Vuitton. <laughs> Louis Vuitton oh, no. eats fennel Gr- gratton. Gratton. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Next week, somebody will be introducing the new bag one. Right? <laughs> we've got a uh, we've got a caller on the line. Uh, it's Ann from Clinton. Good morning, Ann. Good to hear from you. Good morning, Kevin. I've just got to tell you this because of your salt problem. I, right. I was teaching a young bride how to cook uh, Thanksgiving dinner, and she had made cornbread. And but when she tasted her dressing before she uh, cooked it. It was extremely salty, and she called me, and I said, I went across the street, and I said, well, I'm going to try one thing. I don't know if it'll work. She had a perfectly clean uh, towel, kitchen towel, mm-hmm. so we dumped that in there, and we tied it up in a knot, and we ran water through it, hmm. and that got rid of the salt, and, and she went ahead and served the dressing. It came out fine, but I just thought, it, when you said that, I said, yeah, everybody makes <laughs> So once you ran the water through the dressing, did she have to rebake the dressing? Uh, the best dressing had not been baked. Okay. Okay. Oh, all right. She test, tested it before, and she said, "Oh, it's too too salty." <laughs> and uh, it was—I had never done it before, and I thought, "What can we do? We're going to try it." And we tried it, and it worked. All right. Hey, the, thanks for the story, Anne. Uh, and uh, again, you know. Um, I, I just uh, just need to be more careful. And again, I think it's the main thing. I've got too many things that I, you know, it comes in a bag of flour or something and I put in another container and I do not relabel them. And because the flour, <laughs> I was fairly sure was flour, but the, in the back of my mind, I was thinking that could be Bisquick mix. And so uh. actually it turned out it was flour. Although I did also get, get caught in the whole self-rising flour versus all-purpose because I don't think it said, it specified in the recipe and I didn't write it down. So... I went ahead and I got the all-purpose flour. If you ever have that chronundum, what what's the best way to uh... go with the all-purpose? Okay, and and usually what happens with um, self-rising flour, you're going to have to add in some baking soda and some salt anyway. Mm-hmm. And all-purpose flour usually already have those things added for you, Kevin. And sometimes even when you're using all-purpose, the recipe may say, you know, a half a teaspoon or a teaspoon of salt added with it. So just go ahead and use those things. But I wanted to share something really quickly, uh, Kevin. Drive time is going to be Friday. And so um, I created this beautiful piece of art for somebody who has... Um, who will donate the most money to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. It is a beautiful, beautiful poster. Uh, the design is uh, in honor of the Mississippi uh, uh, 200-year bicentennial. This poster is gorgeous. It was hand-printed, painted, uh, and when you look at it, you've got the Capitol on there. It's symbols of the, you know, Highway 49, the state of Mississippi, good tar representing our blues, our catfish, everything that represents our state is in this poster. And we're going to give it away to somebody during drive time that donates the most money. This is a $500 gift. 
that somebody is going to get compliments of my art company. So I'm really right. happy about that. That's great. And that's going coming up. Our uh, fundraiser, one-day fundraiser, comes up this Friday. So something uh, to watch out for. We need to take a quick break. When we get back, uh, we're going to continue talking about gumbo, hoping our guest, uh, Marilyn Kathunka, uh, will arrive with uh, from Gumbo Girl shortly. Uh, this is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. From the Capitol steps to your front door, MPB News covers the state like no one else. Our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life. MPB News, online at mpbonline.org and on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're talking today about gumbo. In a few minutes, we'll welcome Marilyn Kathuka from Gumbo Girl to talk about gumbo with us. Uh, but we're looking today for your comments and questions about gumbo. If you have a secret ingredient that really spices up your gumbo, or if you need some suggestions on how to improve your bowl, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring our phone number is one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We've got a caller on the line, so let's say good morning to Lena, who's called in today. Good morning, you're on the air. Go ahead. Good morning. Uh, I'm raised in southern uh, Louisiana, okay. New Orleans area, and um, I've spent some time in uh, western Louisiana. And instead of rice in their bowl of gumbo, some people put a roasted. Sweet but baked sweet potato. Oh wow! Or a scoop of potato salad. Uh huh. Yeah, I like that. I've, I've actually I've seen because um, part of my family is uh, Louisiana based, so I've seen the uh, gumbo with a scoop of potato salad in it, Kevin. And I just thought when I first saw it, I thought, well, did they run out of food? <laughs> uh, but then when you taste it, you realize that it really is a very interesting, yummy combination. You got the so- the softness from the uh, sweet potato, and it adds a lot of extra flavor. Uh, or I'm sorry, potato salad. You know, because you've got the egg and the mm-hmm. the, the sweet pickle in there and it just kind of floats into the 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 gumbo and thickens it up a little bit so it is really yummy very good i also like to make a comment on your your discussion of flour okay there's a good suggestion that i've read and i've tried is the a recipe calls for cake flour Mm -hmm. you can take a tablespoon out of your regular flour and add a tablespoon of cornstarch Okay. And, and that's the equivalent, would make it, and then you dump it all together and sift it or whatever. But that, that makes, turns regular 
flour into cake flour. Absolutely. All right. Hey, Lena, thanks for the call. Good uh, 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 <clears throat> suggestions, Aaron. I think you're right that, that uh, the idea of the of the potato salad or a, a, a sweet potato in the gumbo certainly gives it a different sort of uh, play, flavor profile and also a little bit of a different texture. So I'm going to make a funny joke because <clears throat> if you ever go to Louisiana and hang out with the folks down there, Noll and Kevin, by the time they get through entertaining and all happy and, you know, doing the Zylico <laughs> and everybody's marching in a parade, you don't care what you eat. I'm just so <laughs> <laughs> We're just happy to have food. That's right. <laughs> All right, so we're joined in studio by Marilyn Kathuka from Gumbo Girl. Marilyn, thanks for joining us this morning. And thank you for having me. All right, so um, is uh, as we mentioned, um, Cajun shrimp, Alfredo, crawfish, etouffee, spicy jambalaya, but I guess... Uh, is gumbo the, the signature dish at your place? Gumbo is my signature dish. That's why I'm called Gumbo Girl. All right. Now, those particular items are, um, those are catering items, okay. which are on my catering menu. Mm-hmm. But what I offer at my restaurant is the surf and turf gumbo, okay. which is, that consists, the re- reason we why we call it surf and turf gumbo is because it's sausage and chicken, which is on land, and what's what's in the sea or ocean, uh, which is the the blue crab, the crawfish, uh, the shrimp, wow. and then of course okra. Mm-hmm. I think I just got an accent, man. <laughs> well, well, that is, but that's a that's a that's a lot of gum, and boy, that that sounds that's really good. Uh, that's uh, yeah, that's we a full also, meal right there. We also um, offer the, for people who are allergic to seafood, we offer the chicken and sausage gumbo. And then um, I have red beans and rice. I have, um, of course, uh, the shrimp plate, um, which consists of chopped seasoned potatoes, corn, and sausage. We have crab legs. We have Dungeness. We have the snow crab. Yes, we um, have shrimp tacos. We have steak tacos. We have fish tacos. Um, And we have one of my my second largest seller of... there is the um, Cajun spicy turkey mix, which is like, you know, I call it the pot because it's like one of those tailgating things. And a lot of people do it in New Orleans. Also, Um, you you have the corn, the sausage and potatoes Mm -hmm. like a bowl. Yeah. So that's that's the second largest seller up under the surf and turf gumbo. I do believe it's nine o'clock now, Kevin. We can go eat. So uh, where is Gumbo Girl located? We're located at um, 5681 Highway 18 West. Um, that's in South Jackson. Um, and we're um, located right next door to the Jackson Aerial Federal Credit Union. All right. So tell us a little bit about how you got started in this business. Okay. Well, I've been cooking all my life. My mom, I haven't been cooking like Cajun all my life. But my mom grew us up, you know, she is three of us. I'm the middle child. Okay. And she, of course, we learned how to cook soul food first. And then um, I just had a love for seafood. And as I grew older, um, because we couldn't afford it, mom couldn't afford it, you know, all the time. So I just, you know, when I got older, I said, I'm going to eat all the seafood that I want. (laughs) And that's what I did. And I started cooking gumbo. 
um, in my latter 20s. Okay. Oh, wow. And I've been cooking gumbo now for almost 20 years. And um, my background is not culinary. I'm a mass comm major. Um, I got my bachelor's and master's uh, from Jackson State. And I am born and raised in Jackson. Uh, went to Callaway, graduated from Callaway High School. And Uh-oh. Well, got <laughs> oh, little... do I get okay? <laughs> Was that a face? Oh, that, that was a face. That, that, that you can't see that on the radio, but we in the studio <laughs> saw that. We've got a little uh, a Jackson uh, area okay. high school rivalry going okay. on, possibly. This is A three three on this side. Oh of the room. my god! Oh my god! I All get right, it ladies. Everywhere. I'm in the middle here, so I'll, I'll keep the peace. Uh, okay. we, we'll, we'll move on. Let's talk about food. Something that we can agree upon, as opposed to high school. Yeah, but but you know what? I started um, after I uh, left my job. I went to be a stay-at-home mom. And uh, my husband worked and took care of everything. And I was raising my son. And at that time, I decided, you know, I'm going to, you know, cook this. And not, well, let me take that back. What happened, I posted a picture on Facebook that I was taking to taking some gumbo to one of my professors at Jackson State. And it went crazy. <laughs> and at that point, literally, it was on. People were coming to my house because I was a licensed caterer for seven years. So I catered and I always sold the gumbo. But I mean, it just people were coming like every day. And I did that for like a little over a year. And I was like, I have got to find a spot. I have got to. And so that's how I got started. Fantastic. So we know every good bowl of gumbo has a roux uh, with it. Uh, Tell us a bit about yours. Okay, my roux is a dark, rich. Now, it's not real, real dark, but it is a dark roux. It's it's very rich and flavorful. Um, I I season. I have a lot of seasonings in there. Uh, I can't tell you my secrets. (laughs) (laughs) But people love it because it's not watered down, mm-hmm. and it's 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 kind of a a it's it's more it's like a consistency of like a gravy, but not that thick. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like it's not watery. Like it's I mean it's it's really good. You guys will get to try it. All right. Uh, before we take our next break, let's get some phone calls in, and we start in Mobile as we say good morning to Jesse. Good morning, Jesse. Hey, good morning, Jesse. Hi, Jesse, you're with us? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. You're on the air. My wife's from New Orleans, so my question on Rue is she starts with oil, Mm -hmm. heat it, then adds flour. Mm -hmm. My mom's a homemade teacher, and we started with flour, heating it in a skillet Mm -hmm. until you had that nut flavor or aroma. Then you added oil. Now, mine tends to solidify upon day two, and you simply just take a ladle, scoop, add water, and you're back to having gumbo, whereas my wife stays in a liquid form. Is there one or two things that change when you go solid, add a liquid, or liquid, add a solid? Do you want me to answer that? Well, yes. this is this is what I, how I, I start with mine. I do... I do the oil in the skillet, 
I like to do my meat, the sausage, to get all of that good oil, that mm-hmm. flavor, and, you know, and the flour, add the flour, and then I add the stock. Now, everybody does it differently, but um, to answer your question, that's pretty much, that's just how I've always done it, and... Um, it comes out, you know, now I've I've messed mine up a lot, you know, before <laughs> I got to where I am today, I've perfected it, you know, but it's a constant staring. You can't you can't leave it unattended. Right. You can't you gotta have that you gotta have that fire just right, you know. Um but but that's that's how I do mine, Jesse. And just like you were saying, there are several different techniques to getting the root to where you want it to be, whether it is more like a gravy consistency, like right. you were saying, or something a little bit thinner. Mm-hmm. And it depends, too, sometimes what borough that you're from in Louisiana, you learn to cook a different way, uh, depending on what influence, you know, you have. Right. And then you don't always necessarily have to start your flour in the skillet. Right. You can actually bake this flour in the oven if you're afraid to get that really, you know, if you're scared to burn it, literally you can take your flour, put it on a cookie sheet. You have to bake this flour. I kid you not, it's amazing. Bake the flour until you get the color that you want. It usually takes about two hours to get that really rich brown color at about 350. But if you do that way, it's almost flawless. You won't mess up your roux at all because you've got that that perfect color. If you want to take it darker, then just leave it in a little bit longer. It's really amazing. And then the beautiful part is... Uh-huh. is you can take that dry flour that you have, use a portion that you want, and put the rest in the container and save it for the next time. Uh-huh. Okay, you're you're re- you're teaching me something today. <laughs> I've never heard of that. In the oven? In the oven. And, there and, is and, a, and I believe it. There's a food I've master. i never heard of that. In Louisiana, there's a chef, there's a school there that teaches uh, cooking in Louisiana, and he is the master of gumbo, and this is one of oh the techniques God, that he's taught. Oh, my God, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I love hearing, you know, how people you know, cook their roux because so many people cook it differently. Absolutely. Everybody cooks gumbo differently, you know. Um, and and the thing about mine is that I had to teach myself yeah. because I'm not from Louisiana. And <laughs> I mean, I had to learn on my own. I didn't I didn't have anybody to teach me. Absolutely. Got some more callers on the line. So next we've got Kathleen from Osaka. Good morning, Kathleen. Well, good morning, guys. Hey, girl. How Hi. are you? Well, I'm doing great. <laughs> Listen, I just wanted to tell you, you know how much I listen to you guys. Right. I have one radio upstairs <laughs> and one downstairs, so if I'm walking up and down, I won't miss a thing. Oh and Sunday on the show, Splendid Table, mm-hmm. I'm sitting there and Kevin will laugh. You know how much you talk about ice cubes and freezes and right. that? I'll be doggone. He goes, Francis Lamb comes on. He goes, well, I was just sitting there, and I had worked with some friends, and we decided to put an ice cube tray. <laughs> See, I'm validated. <laughs> but, uh, no, I wanted to talk about, uh, let's see, world peace, no, the gumbo. <laughs> and uh, nobody's going to agree. It's right. It's all good. But uh, Thank you. I'm raised in New Orleans. I don't know about what area y'all come from, but we've got to have some tomatoes in it. And we uh, usually use the Rotel. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people go, oh, why'd you put Tomato tomatoes? or not to just, tomato. Right, right. Oh, and my God. I do bake my uh, flour in the oven. All right. And I, I save it, not in ice cube trays. <laughs> I save it in a, a, like a ball jar or a curd exactly. jar. Mm-hmm. And uh, it does hold up. 
but you know if I'm not calling in, I'm listening. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Kathleen. Let's get one call in before our next break, and it goes to Chaz in Jackson. Good morning. Chaz. Good morning. morning. How are you? Hi, Chaz. Well, I tell you what, Kathleen's going to be a hard act to follow. Uh, <laughs> hey, so uh, I have I have two separate questions. Um, one, I wanted to know, uh, growing up, my mother always sweated her vegetables separately and then added them to the roux. That's what I do. And then mm-hmm. uh, recently she's changed that up. I don't know if it's a midlife crisis or not. <laughs> but, uh, she started sweating her vegetables in the roux after making the roux. Well, I think, okay. I think she's probably trying to save some time, you know, uh-huh. and that's what she's doing there. But I personally like doing all of the items separately because you Me build too. your flavors that way. Exactly. And so you get to taste everything is a, mm-hmm. an important part of the gumbo. So by doing that. Exactly. Um, you're right. Where I, my meat is done separately. My vegetables are yes. done separately. And then at a certain point, we add all this all love of it together. together. <laughs> that's how I do mine. Yeah. I think she's trying to save some time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Chaz, thanks for your call. Hey, better buy to... better Christmas gifts. <laughs> <laughs> we need to take a quick break. Uh, when we get back, we'll continue our discussion with Marilyn Kathuka from Gumbo Girl. If you have uh, want to join the conversation, the phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 Back with more after this. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're visiting today with the gumbo girl, Marilyn Kathuka. And we're talking about uh, seafood gumbo. Uh, Marilyn has brought some of her gumbo in, and they just brought it into the studio. So Deborah and I are assembling our oh gumbo. We've brought some yeah. rice here. Marilyn is my new best friend. Boy, look at that. What a, oh, my wow. God. That's looking this really good. Thank you. Good. Oh hey, dig in there and get some of that shrimp. Right. And oh, my gosh. And so, Crop Marilyn, as you said, this is your surf out. and turf. That so, is uh, my surf and turf gumbo. That's my number one seller. Tell us again what's in here. I have chicken, sausage, uh, crawfish tails, blue crab, mm. and shrimp. Oh, wow. And Go ahead and sing the song, Kevin. Blue. <laughs> I don't know that song. Yeah, people love it. I I Uh, I sell out. Oh my gosh! All the time, almost every day. Kathleen, you should be here now, girl. I'm telling you, this is a happy moment right now. I know, right? (laughs) I love watching people eat it. No, you guys should see Kevin. This is hilarious. 
All right. So talk to us a little bit more about your restaurant. You, tell us your location again now. My, I'm located at 5681 Highway 18 West um, Jackson, which if a lot of people don't know, is, is you can right off of 18 where the Walmart is. That's like a landmark. For everybody, but you pass the Walmart, you're gonna pass the McDonald's, the churches, and I'm at the next gas station up. I'm this little restaurant, well, whole restaurant. Um, it's a small restaurant, but we are by ourselves. We're attached uh, next door to the liquor store. We're located next to the Jackson Aerial Federal Credit Union. I know exactly where you are, and listen, you may be a small restaurant, but you've definitely got big flavor girl. Thank you. Thank you so much. This really is good. It's It's got a nice kick to it. The roux is, I mean, <clears throat> Deborah and I talk a lot about visual presentation of food. And this, I mean, this just looks really, really good. A lo- nice, deep, dark brown roux, just Thank chock you. full of... Uh, of the of the meat and everything and so <clears throat> it's if I could I'd be very quiet for the rest of the hour. But... <laughs> and I, I, I think that's I mean I know. I know that's why people like it. What what sets me apart from everybody else that does gumbo, um, because everybody does it different. It's not knocking anybody. But the but the difference in my gumbo than any other restaurant is that I cook it just like you would cook it for your family at home. Absolutely. I don't hold back. Yeah. I give you everything. I give you a lot of meat, flavor. I cook. I'm very passionate about what I do first off, okay? And uh, presentation is everything. Girl, you keep talking. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but that's why people love it, because it's it's packed, you know? You're not just paying for a bunch of roux and you don't even know what you're getting in it. You can see everything that's in my gumbo. Mm-hmm. You see everything. <clears throat> now, I'm going to jump in here so Kevin and Deborah can continue <laughs> with, their, uh, with their good okay, eating. Because <laughs> okay. they, they in there having a good time. But, uh, hey, Java, as they would say in Louisiana, for true baby. <laughs> <laughs> Marilyn, my, my question to you is, um, always with a lot of chefs that we have come on and things, um, when did you find out that your food was good enough, I guess, to put a price tag on to sell? Like, hey, my, my food is just that good. You're going to want to pay for this. Okay. When I first started cooking gumbo, my family and friends said, you need to sell that. Hmm. They wow. were saying, you really need to sell your gumbo. Okay. And the first time... I will be honest, the first time that I cooked gumbo, it was a box of Zatarans, okay? Zatarans. <laughs> That's right. It was a box of Zatarans because, I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. And when people tasted, you know, even though, even with that box, I, I did my own twist to it, you know what I'm saying? But I knew that along the line, people just kept saying, and, 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 and what I said was, you know what, maybe I should start trying to do my own gumbo. Put your little twist on it. Put my little twist on it and sell my gumbo myself. And so that's what I did. Kevin has bagged up from the (laughs) mic. The twist is working, I'm telling you. (laughs) That's what I did. That's what I did. Everybody was telling me that it was so good. And I was like, really? Is it really that good? It's it's really that good, Java. It really could compete on a national level. This is 
really. Oh my God! It's, thank you so it's, much. It's absolutely flavorful. It, the spice is perfect. She's. It's loaded, like you said, with all of these really yummy things that remind me of actually being in New Orleans, an authentic Cajun restaurant. So yeah. I'm very, very happy and very proud of you. Thank you so much. Like awesome. You know, uh, I have a lot of New Orleans uh, customers, uh, you know, of course, since Katrina, so many have uh, located here in um, Jackson and they they come faithfully and they love it. And they tell me all the time and give me huge compliments just as yourself. You know, uh, they said it makes them feel, you know, like home, It, you know, and, and I'm just so humbled by that. Java, where's the Xylico music at right now? I know, right? oh, it's, it's, it's coming. <laughs> and I'll, I'll say this, you know, you said you didn't hold back, but this thing is just jam-packed full of chicken and the, and the meat and the sausage it and everything. Is. It's just... It really is good. <laughs> it's 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 I it's spicy, which I mean to me it's just at the you know, you wanna right. know you've been eating something and it's so uh-huh. it's not overpowering. But boy, I mean it's just really, really good gumbo. Thank one the, you. One of the things that you say, Marilyn, that we mm-hmm. talk about quite a bit here is mm-hmm. the fact that you took something and you added your own love to it. You yeah. know, and I think that's a beautiful thing, especially about being southern women, because we tend to do that. You know, what whether you frying some chicken that's or right. you're making gumbo, it's being mm-hmm. able to get in and put your signature on it because food really is art it really is and so then when you're cooking from your heart and your soul with passion you get to people get to taste that not Mm -hmm. just see it Mm -hmm. but you can taste it so and i'm so glad you said that you said it's about cooking with your heart and your soul yeah and you're so right because a lot of people who come out of new orleans um to uh, to my restaurant that don't live here, they say, I know you've had to, you got some relatives or something in New Orleans. There's no way yeah. that you could be cooking a Cajun food <laughs> and nobody's taught you. There's no way. It tastes, it, the, the taste is just unbelievable. You know, they say from the turkey necks and everything. And, and I said, you know, cooking, it's not about where you're from. It's about the passion, your the soul yeah, you put in, your yeah, heart. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. And there is nothing that I don't do from scratch besides the shrimp that come in mm-hmm. and, of course, the crab. Everything else is done by me, moi, every day. <laughs> I love it. Okay? I don't, I, we don't have canned foods or anything in my restaurant. Absolutely wonderful. We got a caller on the line, so we'll say good morning to Colleen, who's calling in from Ocean Spring. Hey, Colleen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, uh, Colleen. I just had a question about the rice. I'm not from here either, mm-hmm. and so I've had jumbo served where they put the rice in the bottom of the bowl, mm-hmm. like about a quarter of the way up, and then they put the gumbo over it. Mm-hmm. But then I've had gumbo served to me where the rice was cooked in the pot with everything else. I'm wondering how, if I go to make it, um, how I'm going to cook the rice. Well, uh, personally, this is how I do mine. I cook my rice separate. Now, in the beginning, I did start off cooking it in there, okay? And 
you know what? Eventually I left that and it didn't take a long time either. But I always cook mine separate and I serve it to my customers separate. I have a certain kind of bowl. Now, when I first opened my uh, restaurant, I put the rice on top, a scoop of rice Mm -hmm. uh, on top of it. It didn't cover the gumbo. It was right in the center. And uh, now I have a different bowl, which is like um, it's connected. I have the rice on one side Mm -hmm. and then the gumbo on the other side. And my customers get to dip their rice and and, and put it in there. The thing about cooking the rice in the gumbo, especially if you're cooking a lot of gumbo and you're not Mm going to serve it all today or the next day or so, rice will start to get really Mm -hmm. mushy on you, irregardless to the grain it is. Right. And so what, for me, I think it is, like yourself, being able to cook the rice separately and serving it that way. Because exactly. there, there may be a guest that don't even want the rice, period. So, and I've had that. Yeah, so it just makes it a lot lot easier to for me if you just cook it separately opposed to mm-hmm. adding it in. Because I'm looking at long term, because I may want to put some in the freezer. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, and, and so it's hard to do that. Yeah, and two weeks later you pull it out, but the rice oh. has just, the texture of the rice is just a little bit different. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so Colleen, I would agree that I think the se- rice separate, then each person gets to kind of assemble the rice gumbo mixture uh, to their to their personal taste. Mm-hmm. Appreciate your call, though. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. We're visiting today with Marilyn Kathuka from Gumbo Girl. She's had some delicious surf and turf gumbo that she served to Deborah and I this morning. I finished a bowl. I'm saving the rest for lunch. <laughs> boy, it was really, I mean, just... Again, the roux was so delicious and and, and attractive. Uh, Lots of great um, meats and okra and and everything in there. Uh, Really, really a good dish. We need to take one final break of the hour. When we get back, we'll wrap things up on Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. This is Deep South Dining. I'm Java Chapman, Kevin Farrell, Deborah Hunter, and our guests, Marilyn Kathuka, are in there just having a wonderful time. <laughs> Eating and... Hey, Java, <laughs> I just told Marilyn, listen, I know she's married, but if her husband doesn't do right, she's going to be my new sister-in-law because I will eat at her house all the time. <laughs> uh, now, Marilyn, oh though, yes. how, you must have known my affinity for chocolate desserts because I can't think of a better way to top off a delicious bowl of gumbo oh my gosh, than with Kevin. this turtle brownie, which is just, I mean... <laughs> I picked up the pan and I almost dropped it because it was so heavy. But boy, this is delicious! <laughs> You've got the um, the caramel and the pecan on the top, and uh-huh. just oh, this, that yes. first bite of the oh my mm. gosh, isn't that wonderful? Mm-hmm. And what I really like about the fact that I have the spice, this heat that's still in my mouth, and so then you take this chocolate brownie mm-hmm. and it just explodes on top of the heat, and it's just incredible. I'm happy right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am so glad you guys are enjoying it. Yes, that's a that's a number one. That's my number 
one selling dessert at Gumbo Girl. When I don't have those turtle brownies, my customers get all upset. <laughs> like, really. And then, see, this is the turtle brownie. And then I have the turtle brownie delight, oh. which the turtle brownie delight is just adding a scoop of ice cream on top with more caramel and chocolate drizzled oh down. You okay? Know, you've done what few people in the last 32 years have been able to do, and that is shut me up. This is some good stuff. <laughs> I love it, Kevin. I love it. I love it. I am so glad. I am just so sorry that all of our listening audience can't be sitting in here with us today. So since you can't, please go by the restaurant. You guys will not be disappointed. This is incredible. <laughs> Got some calls you. on the line. Let's uh, talk to uh, Bob in Jackson. Good morning, hey, Bob. Bob. Good morning. Good morning. How uh, jealous are you right now? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Go ahead, sweetie. Do you, do you use uh, fillet or... Me personally, I don't. Now, I have in the past, but I'm going to tell you, Bob, I just don't. I just don't like it. Please don't get upset. I know a lot of uh, New Orleans uh, people, they, they use it, but I just personally don't like it. Now, and one of the downsides to filet is it doesn't reheat. Heat destroys the filet and you lose the texture. Mm-hmm. Okay. Another question. Uh, used to be a restaurant in Ridgeland. I think it was called Mint. And they had something they called deconstructed gumbo, I think. Okay. And what they would do is they would make a really good roux and they would put it in a bowl. Then they would take a puck of risotto, put that in it. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, they would stack shrimp and okra and tomatoes mm-hmm. and all the other ingredients of gumbo. But each mm-hmm. one would have been cooked to exactly where it needed to be. The shrimp was a little firm, mm-hmm. just cooked properly. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to mix all this in together, and it made a fabulous gumbo. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, I've actually had that gumbo at Mint's before. Oh, really? And he's absolutely right. It, it's, it was fantastic. But can I tell you, Bob, and I'm not, I'm not making this up. You would never want to eat that again. I'm serious. Oh, this this is on a yeah, whole nother it's level. Too kind. No, seriously, this is on a whole nother level of of delicious. And um, I, this is probably no wonder I woke up so happy this morning, Kevin. <laughs> I, I was telling Kevin. What do, about, what do you think about using risotto versus rice, though? I, you know what? I love my rice because I use one of the best rices, and that's um, basmati. I use basmati rice. As you know, basmati is a uh, top-of-the-line rice, and it's expensive. And, uh, I, you know, my customers love it. And, it, and it's fluffy, but you you got to know how to cook it because, you know, it's an Indian rice. You, you have to know what you're doing when you cook it because you can destroy it instantly. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the, I think the difference with the risotto for me, the, the risotto doesn't really carry the weight that the rice does, uh, Bob. And so you don't get that. Uh, it's not the same texture, even though that, like I said, the mint dish was amazing. Right. This is this is really five star. So. Oh, thanks. Deborah. Good to hear from you, Bob. But let's get one more call in. And it goes to Joan in Starkville. Good morning, Joan. Hey, Joan. Hi, Joan. Thank you so much for having this wonderful program. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Um, I had a, um, one of your earlier um, people called, they called in, said she was going to talk about world peace, and that she was just kidding. But I, I'm curious. Um, we have the International Fiesta in Starkville on April 1st, and it's people from all around the world that set up booths, and they have food from their countries, and it is a 
tasters delight. I mean, it's hmm. anything and everything you want from any. Yeah, it's like flying around the world without having to buy the plane ticket. Uh-huh. It's a great, great deal. That sounds uh, good. Yeah, it's on the Energy Drill Field, and um, it is just, you know, one way to work on world peace is to get to know each other and try each other's food. This is Joan trying to tell you, girl, come to Star School. I know, and bring right? Your I know. <laughs> I might have to do that one day, one of these days. Yeah. Right, uh, Joan, when is the festival? April 1st. Okay. It's a Saturday. Uh-huh. And, and um, it, we start at 11 and go until 3, and there's entertainment and children's activities and, um, as I said, food and displays so you can learn about country. It's just a fantastic um, event for families or singles or whoever. And yeah. you said uh, the drill field at MSU? Correct. All right. Correct. Oh, my sister graduated from Mississippi State. Maybe she hasn't teach for them. Yeah, right. she. <laughs> I, lo- I love it out there. Yeah, it's wonderful. All right, Joan, thanks for the call and the heads up. That sounds like a fun festival to uh, get a nice sampling of food from around the world. Um, so, Marilyn, tell us again now, uh, you've mentioned a couple times, but uh, your location and then um, your hours of operation. Okay. My location is at 5681 Highway 18 West, that's South Jackson, uh, and, and we're located right next door to the Jackson Area Federal Credit Union. We're um, at the gas station which we are a whole entity restaurant by ourselves. We're connected to the liquor store. We're small, but hey, we we I sell big, good, flavorful food, okay? And, and um Are you open for lunch and dinner? Yes. Well, uh we're open we're open from eleven thirty AM to eight o'clock PM. That's okay. Tuesday through Saturday. We're closed on Sunday and Monday. And uh, in addition to the gumbo, what are some other uh, menu items? I have the red beans and rice. And as I spoke earlier about the um, turkey neck pot, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's spicy Cajun uh, turkey necks. A lot of people are always saying neck bones, but it's not neck bones. It's turkey <laughs> necks that comes with sweet corn, chopped seasoned potatoes, and sausage. Um, and like I said, we have the red beans and rice. I have uh, we do the boiled shrimp. We we have the Dungeness crab. We have the snow crab. We have fish tacos, uh, shrimp tacos, steak tacos with the cilantro, onions, and tomatoes. And it, it's, it's great, okay? And I also, um, for desserts, we have on the menu my number one selling turtle brownies. And I also have two lemon pound cakes homemade. Wow. One is a 7 up lemon homemade pound cake and the other is just a lemon pound cake they are both delicious <sighs> sounds yeah. good yummy, yummy, yeah, we're yummy. gonna have to plan a trip down there oh real soon <laughs> yes so is that uh do you ever experiment and put maybe uh, featured items uh, on yes the menu? Every, every once in a while i haven't done it in a minute but and I, I was thinking this coming up week i i might do uh feature the jambalaya uh on my menu um you know um for for maybe a couple of days mm-hmm. uh but i do from time to time i've done the the cajun shrimp uh Alfredo pasta, and then I have the chicken. Um, I have the blackened chicken Alfredo pasta also. I, I have featured that. Um, I haven't featured the crawfish and shrimp etouffee as of yet. Um, but, yeah, those are those are some of the catered items. All right. That's going to wrap us up for today. Aww. Deep south. It's time to go. No. <laughs>
Seriously? love talking to you guys. <laughs> I love it. Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, funded by generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Java Chapman, and our call screener today was Debbie. So for Deborah Hunter and our guest, Gumbo Girl Marilyn Kafuka, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to stay tuned. Up next at 10, it's Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey, followed by Southern Remedy at 11. We'll be back next Monday at 9 for another Deep South Dining that's heard only on MPB Think Radio.